JD Talking Sports, Saturday, March 11th. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, subscribe on iTunes. I realize my voice is a little scratchy because I was... My day was an interesting day. Sub this morning. Got home. My buddy Ben texts me and says, Hey, what are you doing tonight? What are you doing tonight? I'm like, well, it's 2 o'clock. I don't know. I was going to do my show on WFDU, HE2, 89.1 air dial. And he goes to me, how would you like to go to the UNC Duke game at Barclays Center, which I've never been to? And I was like, you know, that sounds like a good time tonight. Got there, walked into my 10,000 steps. You need, you do not need to know all this, but I, you know, I'm telling my story. And we get to Barclays, and he had twisted his ankle, so we had to, we, he was hobbling with a cane tonight. And it was an awesome first half. They are up 13 at one point. There was a kid next to me who was a Duke fan and said they weren't going to come back. And lo and behold, they did. They were down 49-42 at the half, Duke. And they outscore them by 17 in the second half. At one point, they were on a 29-11 to run. UNC out-rebounds them, out-assists, but goes 5-for-22 for 3. Also f- shoots 41% from the field. Duke shoots 50, and Duke just basically out-hustles them and outplays them, and they have a bigger, you know, UNC, it's funny, Joel Berry, the second, got four fouls, and then basically sounded the whole second half into the last five minutes, and it's like they couldn't, Nate Britt led the offense, but I was talking to Ben, and it's like, without Joel Berry, the second, they they fell apart. But the good thing is, is that this happened during the, an ACC tournament and not during the NCAA tournament. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to get the number one seed, but Kansas lost their tournament. UCLA lost their tournament today. UNC loses theirs. Villanova is the one. Villanova and Gonzaga are going to get number one seeds. Other than that, I don't know. Villanova's going to play Creighton in the final. Purdue also was number one seed. Maybe they would have jumped. They lost today to... Who did they lose to today? Michigan. Michigan, who had to play in practice jerseys after their plane slid off the runway on Wednesday. Amazing, right? Amazing. I'm psyched I went. I was really pumped. I was screaming, and then they lost some guy. I thought it was a Duke fan. He just liked being the center of attention. He was doing shit, and I can't stand the Duke fans. I mean, the Duke fans, oh, my God. It was just like it was watching all these, I'm not saying, I'm, you know, these annoying freaking people and doing their, you know, with all with their jerseys on. Now, I feel like there's a certain age you stop wearing jerseys. I have a couple of jerseys, and I feel like there's a certain age you stop wearing them. And they were people, 40, there was a guy wearing a jersey, my age, um, yeah, my age, sleeveless, wearing a jersey, nothing underneath. I was just like, wow. And people were getting shit-faced, and it was just like, duke, 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 and then they freaking bloom out second half, just bloom out of the freaking water. Good thing is they still have time to right the wrongs. Joe Berry, the second at four fouls, he's going to realize he can't do that. I agree. Justin Jackson, six for 22, three for 11 from three. He couldn't get a basket. Nate Britt, 15 points off the bench for UNC. Nate Britt led it with eight points. Now Meeks had eight points before you could blink your eyes. He finished with 19, so did Hicks. But when they needed buckets in the second half, it didn't happen. Did not happen. And poof, that's it. I was so pissed I wanted them to win. It's over. I'm moving on now. And, you know, I love 
Bobby Knight because Bobby Knight really doesn't say what he feels, and that's what I love about him. He said, I hope they're all dead. Wants nothing to do with the Indiana administration. No respect for his ex-Indiana bosses. And would we expect anything less from him? No. You know, that's a good thing about him. At least you know what you're getting. He is consistent. (laughs) And Washington freshman guard Markel Fultz, sixth in the nation with over 23 games, entering the draft. Shocking. Jason Tatum had some monster dunks for Duke. Duke. And uh, Governor Chris Christie was at the game. I took a picture of him. I did not go up and shake his hand or get a selfie. He he was doing that, but I decided to pass on that. And we were there with him and his friend Donnie, Ben's friend Donnie, and I was going on about the Nets, who I talk about all the time during my podcast because they're so bad that I love them so much. It's just like my, it's my thing. They lost their 11-53. They lost to the Mavs 28-36, 105-96, 11-53. Isaiah Whitehead had 24 to lead the Nets. Harrison Barnes had 21 to lead Dallas. Lynn had 18 points, which is good. Five rebounds, three assists. Tara Booker, 15.7 rebounds. Yogi Ferrell, who the Nets let go, he only had 17 points. And Seth Curry had 18. But his brother is now the all-time leading scorer in the Curry family. With 12,671 points, he passes his dad, Dell. Congratulations. They lost by a point today to Minnesota. Second straight loss. That's two times this year they've had two straight losses. And tomorrow's game against the Spurs, Kawhi Leonard's on concussion protocol. He's out. Also, Steph Curry's not playing. Klay Thompson's not playing. And Andre Iguodala's not playing. And you, if you are ABC's Game of the Week, you must be excited. Now I was listening to ESPN Radio, and he said that you know they're not gonna they're not gonna bite the hand that feeds them, which you know the NBA isn't the the networks, but they have to be a little pissed off. They have to be, and the ticket holders who have tickets to the game have to be beyond fuck. I'd be fucking furious. I gotta be honest with you. I'm sorry. All these guys sitting out the same goddamn game, especially a big game like this. But hey, coaches do what coaches do. I'd be furious, man. I'll never forget when I went, and I, I I know when I went to that Lakers game, and I I could have p- picked any of the teams, and I could have seen Shaq play, who I never got to see play, and I was going to see, I wanted to see Kobe play, and Kobe was suspended, and the, he ended up being out for the Lakers game I went to, and I was pissed, furious, furious, just furious. Also, the Cavs are in serious discussions with former Bucks big man Larry Sanders, who kind of had some. Mental health issues. Hey, you know, they only had <laughs> Bogut for 58 seconds this season when they brought him on. So, hey, they need something. And Russell Westbrook is now tied for second most triple doubles. He had his 31st in the 102-92 win over the Spurs on Thursday night. 31 triple doubles this season. How about that? And I still can talk about more free agency because I love free agency. The Jets re-signed Corey Lemonier. He joins special team standout Josh Martin. He joined the Jets in December after the Niners, Browns, and Lions waived him. Played one game for the one game for the Jets this past season. Eight with the Browns, nine tackles, two sacks, forced fumble. Third round pick out of Auburn by the Niners in 2013. How about that? 
And today they signed ex-Jags offensive tackle Kevin Beecham, who they wanted last offseason, but he went to the Jags, former Steeler, and ex-Cardinals kicker Chandler Cadenzaro. Cadenzaro, Cadenzaro, Cadenzaro. Beecham is now going to be the starting left tackle, they said. Ijalana, who they signed to a two-year deal, he's going to compete at right tackle with Brandon Shell. They also re-signed long snapper since 2010, Tanner Purdom. Now, Beecham was part of an offensive line for the Jaguars, who only gave up 34 sacks this past year, fewest by the Jags since 2007 when they had 31. And Captain Zero, Captain Zero, Captain Zero, I'm sorry, he's 26. He made 70, only 75% of his field goals last season. 21 to 28, which is great because Nick Folk only made 27 to 31, which is 87%. So you're telling me you brought on a kicker because you don't want to pick Nick Folk, who made 87% of his goddamn field goals, and brought on a guy who made 75%. Now, I know I'm not the best mathematician, but when you go from 87% kicker field goal, and also their all-time leading kicker for the Jets, and you bring in a guy who made 75% of his kicks, Am I a freaking moron? Oh, he was cheaper? Are you kidding me? Field goals decide games. And the Jets show why they fucking suck. I'm sorry, part of my French, but I'm sorry. I am, I'm just not in the mood for bullshit tonight. I'm just, this shit stuns me. Stuns me. Stuns me to no end. And the Giants cut fullback Will Johnson, could return. He actually was at all last year with the on the spent all season on the IR. He's a hybrid tight end fullback, signed from Pittsburgh last offseason. I guess we'll see what happens with the Giants. But the Jets, hey, that they now listen to this. Twenty two quarterbacks entered two thousand seventeen with average salaries of more than sixteen million per season. Now, Romo and Cutler will probably come off the list. Derek Carr will go on the list probably. Mike Lennon, his average per year, what do you get? A three year forty five million? marks him as below average starting quarterback on 15 million a year, which is kind of funny. And Washington Post reported that the NFL teams broke laws governing prescription drugs and ignored guidance on distributing them. On di- distributing them. Yeah. Sealed court filings this, uh, show this. Wow. Are we shocked? It, it, really, because they, they're they very good with the prescription drugs they're giving out to these athletes. Some guys said they would get pills, as many as they wanted. As many. As many. And they left playing football, and they were all beyond fucked up. Beyond fucked up. I mean, not good. Not good at all. And also, they talked about how the wide receivers this year get in the big deals. Well, the 2014 rookies are eligible for new deals. That per average per year for wide receiver is going to go through the roof. It is. Now, interesting. The Browns, after the Osweiler train, trade, this this draft, 11 picks, two ones, two twos, a three four, three fives, and two sixes. In 2018, they only have 10 picks. They have a, a first, three second round picks, a third, two fourths, a fifth, two sixths, and a seventh. 21 picks in the next two years. They're doing their own version of Moneyball. I guess it's working. And there's they have a center, Mr. Treader, who is the fifth ranked center they built that they also re signed talented young guard Joel Betonio 
you got Treader now as the center. You have Antonio, the guard. They released RJ, RG3, one and four and five starts last year with the team. Great move. They act and just amazing, right? Just amazing. Cowboys, I thought they were going to lose Terrence Williams. No, they signed him for four years, $17 million. They brought in ex-Eagles cornerback Nolan Carroll, three years, $10 million, which means probably a one-year contract. And Fox Sports is now eyeing t- Tony Romo for broadcasting jobs. Other networks interested. They still haven't traded him. Adrian Peterson still isn't picked up a team. It's just bizarre. I don't know what's going on. And the Texans gave up on Osweiler. I guess if not, they'll go with Tom Savage. The Jags have a young, great young nucleus. Doug Doug Marone, he's got Adrian Boye, Kellis Campbell, linebacker, the key cornerback Boye, defensive lineman Kellis Campbell. You've got the new left tackle, Brandon Albert. And you, Jalen Ramsey, defensive end Dante Dante Fowler, linebacker Miles Jack, uh, linebacker Paul Pazlesny, defensive tackle Malik Jackson. Can they turn the corner finally? Because I talked about last year they were going to turn the corner. They didn't. Is this the year? Is this the year? I don't know, man. I, I would love them to go further. And Packers, Martellus Bennett is now a Packer. You don't think Aaron Rodgers now is excited to have him? him? Good God. Packers going to be good next year. They were good this year. Jesus. And Panthers re-signed veteran Julius Peppers because one of their guys went to the Patriots. Now, Martellus Bennett was going to cost them 9.78 to tag in in 2017. Dwayne Allen, who they brought over from the Colts, is going to cost them $10 million for 2017 and 2018. How about that? Also, they had four picks in the first 103. I said, it's good to be the king. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo's Instagram was hacked. He said he was traded. But this isn't the thing. They traded for Coney Ely and a third-round pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, and they got they, they traded for Coney Ely and a third-round pick to the Patriots. And the Patriots gave a second-round pick. Now, now... Ely's never been a great run defender, an average pass rusher, but he had a fantastic Super Bowl, 23 snaps, three sacks, force fumble, interception. Last year, 32 tackles, five sacks, two force fumbles. He's also an unrestricted, unrestricted free agent after the season. And the Pats went from 64th in the draft to 72nd. And, okay, so now they've, they had four in the top 103. Well, it ends up that they made another trade. They... Got wide receiver Brandon Cooks and a fourth-round pick for the Saints for their first and third-round picks. He only had 1,100 yards last season, eight touchdowns. They were going to trade him for Malcolm Butler. They still might trade Malcolm Butler, but they added a defensive lineman they wanted, Coney Ely, that Belichick must have known something about. And he went to Brandon Cooks, and he still has Malcolm Butler, still has some draft picks. As I said, the rich get richer. Now listen to this. Then you have the Skins. First consecutive winning season since Dan Snyder bought the team in 1999, the last two seasons. Cousins tagged, now it could be traded. We hung up with a guy, Donnie, tonight, who was a huge Skins fan. And he said, if the, he said, if they get rid of Cousins, he's burning his jersey. I said, well, you can bring back RG3. He goes, don't joke about that. Now, they brought Terrell Pryor, 
who had over a thousand yards last season for the Browns. One year, eight million, which I don't understand why he took a one year deal, but maybe he's saying, hey, I'm going to bet on myself and we'll see what happens. I mean, what do I know? What do I know? Wow. And the, the Texans trade of Osweiler cleared 10 million in cap space. Now, Romo is due $14 million this season, which is doable under their, you know, it's below average for a starting quarterback, but now I'm reading that, what, he wants to go into network television? No, he wants to play football. Come on. The Jets, I'm sorry, the Mets lost today. They had split squads. Actually, they, no, I'm sorry, they, they won against the Astros. No, they lost both games. They lost the Astros and the Braves. Tebow went 0 for 4 with a K. But Zach Wheeler tops out at 94, one, in, one earned run and two innings pitch. We got to like that. And they have to improve. Last year, 225 runners in scoring position and 246 batting average overall. A lot of guys had, I mean, Conforto under 220 with runners in scoring position. Granderson, 152. Darno, 127. Juan Lagares, 148. And Lucas Duda, 206. Have to improve on that front. Have to do that this season. We shall see. And Tyson Fury, who I said was coming back to boxing, they said he's currently 350 pounds. But he's adamant he'll fight again. Okay, 350, it's going to be hard to fight again when you're that chunky. Wow. And Floyd blasted Conor McGregor for avoiding fight negotiations. Calls him a little punk. Guys, I wish you the best. I hope you can get along one day. And you know what? You know what today happened with, during the game was how long it took to play the end. Which is crazy. I mean, with the fouls and everything, it took like an extra 30 minutes. Notre Dame is actually going to... So we stayed for the Notre Dame-Florida State game. Florida State, very athletic, but they were totally outplayed. They were down by 17. They ended up losing by four. Uh, I was not impressed with Notre Dame at all. And the uh, arena cleared out. So they're going to play Duke. And they said right here, things got heated at the end of the Arizona-UCLA game. Arizona beat them 86-75. Arizona called a timeout with nine-tenths of a second left, up 11, and it led to a heated exchange of handshakes between Sean Miller and Steve Alford. Yeah, I, I, and, and, you know, they were down by 10 with 50, 41 seconds left, UNC, and he called a timeout. I, I, and, and all the fouls at the end, I'm like, Ben, it's never going to end. I mean, I know they, they think maybe something happened. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went today. I, I had fun. I really did. I had a, I had a good time. It was fun. And Barclays, beautiful arena. We had great seats. We're 16th row, basically center court. It was it was fantastic. Now, trivia question from last night. Who are the only two pitchers in Major League Baseball history to win 20 games while the club lost at least 100 games? Ned Garver with the 1951 St. Louis Browns, who died February 28th at age 91. He went 20-12 and 12 in 51, and the Browns went 52-102. and 102. No other Browns pitcher that year won six games. He also had 305 and hit a home run to break a tie game with the White Sox on the final day of the season and got him his 20th win. He was runner-up for the AL MVP to Yogi Berra. The Yanks finished 46 games in front of the Browns. He also led the AL with 24 complete games and was also the AL starting pitcher in his only All-Star appearance. Now the second pitcher was Irv Young of the 1905 Boston Bean Eaters. I have one of their jerseys. I'm just kidding. Uh, the Bean Eaters are an ancestor of the Boston, Milwaukee, and Atlanta Braves. He went 20 and 21 in 1905. The team went 51 and 103. 
And tonight's trivia question, tonight's trivia question, who is the leading scorer for the Boston Celtics all time? Leading scorer all time for the Boston Celtics. Folks, I am going to bed. It is 2.21 in the morning, but I wanted to do a show. JD Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It was awesome. UNC lost. But if they're going to lose, this is the time to lose. The to- little girl said to me, you know, it doesn't matter if we lose now. We're going to the tournament. And she, cool, she had like a bedazzled UNC hat. It was really cool. You know, I felt very proud to be an alum of UNC. All right, I'm out of here. Have a good night. Peace out. <laughs>